sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum If you're looking for rhyme or We are live. Ten drink minimum. It's Sunday night. It's the last party of the weekend. That's right. Remember we used to say that shit all the time? Last party. Remember we were where where, 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 we, where did we do that from? Was that the Uh that was was that from Art Bar? I wanna say that, yeah. I'm pretty sure. We would always do that. We're like, yeah, it's the last party of the weekend. Um, we're back. Uh Holly is actually down ill. No. So she is not here. Poor Miss Holly. And then we have someone back with this. Someone had a big weekend. And, I uh, did. Yeah. Let's let me switch. I switch the camera so that people can see what you look like. Oh dang! Look at that. Oh, who's that handsome fella? Yeah. <laughs> they say like the first space monkey shot into space, right? Something like that. Yeah. It's uh. It's been a huge change. Uh, my head feels uh, a lot colder these uh these last few hours. I just got it earlier this afternoon. <laughs> nice. I, 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 like I said before, it's it looks really good. I'm jealous. Was it supercuts? Come on. Yeah. No style America. No. Style. It, <laughs> uh, found a barbershop. Uh, most barbershops are not open on Sundays. No. Uh, so I had to shop around. I found a place called uh, Shaves and Fades on Manal. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, the guy that, that hooked me up, he was, he was super nice. I had a good time with them. Uh, and so... Uh, shaves I, and fades. Shaves and fades. I, I was glad that uh, they were able to get me in today. And it's just like, uh, I was thinking about waiting until like later on this week. There's yeah. a couple uh, suggestions people have given me as far as like places to go get it done oh, okay. at. But uh, it's just like, it's like hair, man. If somebody fucks it up really bad, I'll just let it grow and <laughs> get right, another right. one. I, I'll give a shout out to my barber. His name's Gabe. He's over at Ace Barbershop. Over there off of 4th Street. But don't go there because it's busy all the time and I can't get in. Oh. oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, it's weird. Like he actually put the, like there was a big month long uh, art thing going on and he had these pieces of brown paper on his wall so kids could come in there and, and draw on there. And he drew, he put Tendrick Minimum up there on the wall. That's super cool. And uh, where are they located? 4th uh, between Central and Gold. Well, now, thank you for the suggestion after I've already cut Damn my hair. It. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, <laughs> when was the last time you cut your hair? It's been well over like a year and a half, I'd say. Uh, and before that, I had been growing out the top for a good while, and yeah. I was like just cutting the sides. So it's, it's been probably like two years since I've had like a that's a That's haircut. a long time for not having a haircut, you know? Yeah. But did you get like you know get it cleaned up while you know, or did you just grew it out? No. After a certain point, I was like, you know what? The shittier it looks, the more it fits the trash king. Yeah. Where, yeah. Your, where your job wasn't like Ray. We got to talk to you about your haircut. No, they, they were actually really, uh, they were really accepting of, of the yeah. the crazy hair. But once it started getting to the point where I couldn't put like enough product in it to like keep it contained, or it was just like crazy, I just started wearing a beanie, and they never really gave me a hard time about that. So, oh wow. Yeah, I just wear a beanie almost all the time. You're an 
imposing man, I'm sure they were like, <laughs> yeah. you go tell him. No, you fucking go tell well, him, dude. Well, and also, they're probably just like, you know, that what is hair? It, it looks much better hidden, so we're just going to... He's a champ, man. You can't tell a champ what to right, wear, yeah. man. You can't do that. So... Do we want to talk about what happened? Sure, I wanted, I didn't want to, you know, jump straight into it, but I, I'm perfectly. I mean, can fine. we can talk about the sober January? We can do that. Yeah. So you were asking before the show, and I just kind of said, "Wait, about sober January." So I haven't, I haven't had any alcohol this month. It's twelve days in, and it, the funny part is, is how shocked everybody gets. Like when I tell them, um, "You guys aren't watching football." No, we're not. Sorry. But um, it's funny how like I'll, I'll I, I've never noticed how many times I get invited out to do shit now, and it's like almost daily someone is like hitting me up this month. Hey, I'm in town. You want to get a drink? Da 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 da. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'll come out, but I, I'm not drinking for the month of January. Why? What's wrong? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Why would I not be okay? Well, why are you not drinking? You know, I'm like, because I want to take a month off. Right. Can I do that? I mean, it's weird how many times, you know, people are like freak out about it. Yeah, oh. there, and there's like so many other like things that anybody could just want to take a break from. Like it, yeah. like, oh, I'm not having sugar right now or like, right. or like whatever. It doesn't mean that it's going to detrimentally like change your life. Like, ah, just, you know. Cut it out for a little bit. I'm not. I'm not attacking everybody who's doing keto. Yeah. Well, wait, maybe, what's wrong maybe with we you? should. What, what? What's your problem? Yeah. Um. Well, actually, I mean, I actually tell people, I'm like, if you see me not drinking, that means something's wrong. Well. Okay. Well, that's yeah. That's just me, though. Well, yeah. That's fair. I'm like, that ever... means I'm like morbidly depressed and I can't. Drink. <laughs> I'm so depressed I can't even drink. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's deep. And I'm all smiley. You smell like pills. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you okay? I'm just on a on a vitamin C and B12 regimen right now. Oh, right. Have you ever taken a, a like a, a big sabbatical from drinking, Smiley? Yeah, actually, uh, almost every year I take a month off. See, Smiley does it. Why is it not weird when he does it? I, I, well, because I don't announce it. That's oh. right. Smiley doesn't have the, the social media presence to, to get attacked well, for his life choices. I get invited out to a lot of shit, and I have to, you know, I have to go. And they'll go, well, why are you drinking a Topo Chico? And I'm like, well, you know, I want to see what it feels like. Weirdly, though, weirdly, every weekend when I've gotten up on the mornings of the like Saturday or Sunday, I still feel hungover. Like, I got up this morning, and my allergies were so bad, I might as well have been hungover. It's just like old age now. Chris. Yeah, it's just like fucking, yeah. <laughs> my body's like, before, I just thought it was the hangover, and before and the truth to be told, it's like, just, you know, my body's just falling apart. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. I, I Every time I, I, I take a break, that's what, I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I have like early onset arthritis. God there you go, yeah. It. Yeah, you're like, why are my knees hurting? <laughs> oh, that, I've been having that for a long time. When I drink, I don't notice this. Yeah. I used to cover this up with uh, what did I use before? Oh yeah, alcohol. <laughs> That's what it was. Now I got to take a like I got to wake up and take an ibuprofen before everybody yeah. freaks out. I'm not really. It's not that bad. I did. I did wake up and my allergies were killing me this morning though. What is even uh, like out right now? I I mean, shouldn't everything be dead? Well, for me, and I don't know if, if this is odd but whenever it's really cold and then all of a sudden there's a, a warm couple of days mm. 
I feel like the plants get shocked and they're like, oh, spring. And they fire out some pollen or something. I don't know. Something gets in the air. Some, something's going on because I've had a runny nose this whole last yeah. week. And I'm not sick. Right. I just, I'm like, and it, like it was like yesterday hurt. and today, something kicked in. And I don't know if the pollen, let me see if the pollen counts. looks like. I shouldn't keep it better to look on it because then I bet I could like really start to figure out when I need to start taking care of it because I get super bad uh, yeah. like spring and fall. And I think fall is probably even worse than my spring one. But like usually right around, I don't know, it's August or September, mm-hmm. I just get hit so hard with like bad seasonal allergies and I should just look up what it is or even go to a doctor probably right. better than Googling it. <laughs> well, right now everything seems to be pretty good. The breathing index is... Very good. That that was like the most adult thing I think I've ever said. The breathing index. Well, the breathing index is that very good right now. Yeah, we're actually at like eight out of out of ten, ten being the best. We're at like an eight for okay. how good the pollen index is or the breathing index is right now in Albuquerque. So so then why does it feel like I've been maced every morning? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it could be. Ah, uh, yeah. I wake up. My eyes are all itchy. Yeah, I, my, I felt like my like, I got a I had that, like nose. felt like my head was gonna pop feeling you know. Ooh. Hopefully it is well, uh, just allergies because uh, I yeah. know that uh, Holly's out sick. Uh, yeah. Maledia, uh had like a you know full blown. I, I think it was flu. She had uh, you know the flu, and I had. A, Did you say she was sniffing glue? What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just sniffing glue. No, she had like the body aches, the cough, uh, runny nose, pretty much. All okay. the flu-like symptoms. Despite she said she wanted to say she didn't have the flu, it was very flu-like. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I have the flu. I, I definitely mine was definitely felt like allergies. It was like that, that like pressure right oh, up at my man. nose and my forehead. Yeah. And definitely that. So then I I was like laying in bed and my bed's like super warm because I have a, a a heated sheet. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And so I don't want to get out of bed because the the not the Claritin, but the Walladin that was in my car, that was too far away. You know how it is? Like, you're just like, ugh, 30 feet. Ugh, God, that's too far away. I like the Walladin. I, I get the uh, Target brand Zyrtec, the Tartec. Is that what it's called? Tartec? I, I don't know. That's what my sister calls it. So That would be worse. I, I took it. Yeah. That makes it sound like there's a lot of tar in it <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> well, th- that's, that's the reason I have... Uh, I have... Um, my space heater on Alexa. So, oh, yeah. like, when I get up, I'm all, I don't want to get out of bed. Hold on. Oh, do you have one of those things? Turn on turn- heater. Oh, that's a good idea, man. <laughs> Alexa, turn the heater on. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. All right. Should have, shouldn't have said that. Yeah, there. Oh, no. That's why I was trying not to say the words. Whoops. whoops. Yeah. Now Sorry. she's going to start playing music here. Sorry, A word. She's like, I'm going to get the party going. Turn the heat up. Right. It's getting hot in here. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, I, I was, I was, I was. Making sure not to say the word because I hadn't thought about that because I have a couple of those like plug in the, the switches that you attach. Yeah, you know? no, that's what I use in my room. I'm interesting, like, interesting. I don't want to get out of bed, but hold on, turn on heater. That's a good Brrr, idea. Man. I'm like, cool. In ten minutes, I can get out of bed. <laughs> I like that tar tech. I remember when like cigarettes, like there was a big thing in the '80s. They were like, now with low tar. Like, there was tar? Yeah, and I was like, 20% man, less tar. Less tar. Low tar cigarettes. And I always wonder, like, sometimes you'll see a product and they'll say shit, and they're like, you know, now with less, you know, canuba wax, and you're all, okay, is that good or bad? What's, you know, yeah. Is that a thing? You know? Isn't that what they use to make, like, 
candy glossy. That's right. all I know. It. Well, then that was like the gluten thing. I remember when that first happened, I was like, what the fuck is gluten? You know? Well, and then for what, the last like 20 years, uh, it goes back and forth on whether uh, fats are good or bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I remember like eggs. Eggs. That was it was like, one. eggs are bad for you. They're going to kill you. And then like two months later, actually, eggs are really good for you. Then they were bad for you again. So then like, it's a running joke. Like, are they still good for us or are they bad for us? Right. And no one seems to know. So well, it's then, loaded with cholesterol. Right. Actually, it's good cholesterol. No, it's bad cholesterol. No, I actually think it's pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. Well, and then the fat-free products, they take the fat and they replace it with sugar, which I, I know for a yeah. fact is not any better. Yeah, that is right. way better. Yeah. Right. So, you want to tell people what happened? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, you've known about it for a while, I actually. Um, I've kept pretty good. I've done pretty good. We almost like said it on the show because <laughs> I didn't know it was a secret. Yeah. So, um, January 10th uh, was my last uh, match in uh, professional wrestling. Uh, I had been uh, champion of the multiverse uh, for for Party Hard Wrestling for a good good while now. And uh, we had been building up to uh, the, their big event, Party Mania 4, which I had talked to the promoter uh, uh, to let him know that I think that, that we wanted that to be my final match. We wanted to uh, get... Some up and coming talent uh, from mm. the area, that some very you know promising workers to uh, to put in there with me that I could pass the you know pass the title off to and, and give them an opportunity to you know showcase themselves and kind of wrap put a put an end on on my career and hopefully give somebody a platform to to you know, shoot theirs off and so they can go off and accomplish some great things okay. as well and um, so. I had the match. Uh, I lost to uh, a guy uh, by the name of Mr. Classic and uh, his manager, uh, Capane. Oh, and wow. uh, both uh, of the competitors in the match, it was uh, Parada and Mr. Classic. Uh, they did an outstanding job. These guys, uh, Parada's only been wrestling for like a year and a half. Um, and Mr. Classic, I think he was saying just a little over three years. Uh, Capane is still in like training. They're, they're over there uh, getting some of the best training from uh, the people in the area. And they're just, they're, they're going to do great things and i'm really excited to see what they do next but uh that was uh the cap of uh, a 10-year career for myself wow. that's amazing yeah so how did it end did they pile drive you through a table <laughs> so um i took uh mr classics uh move which is uh the the unprettier i'm sure he he has a a, a much better yeah. name for it but uh you know christian's finisher where he grabs well, that's great that's through. a great move yeah and so he uh he you know spins through he sits out and that's how that's that was it so i took did it, it clean and uh well i mean bump it in the ring always <laughs> yeah, especially face first yeah, yeah but uh still it's just uh it was uh, it was a cool moment and whenever he was like working it out he was like trying to like we were trying to figure out different ways for it and he was like trying to figure out a way that didn't like i don't know i guess he wanted it to be like a like a cheap victory and i was like no man like i want this to be like a moment for you i don't want anyone to question it like oh well you, you put him over yeah yeah exactly so yeah because i mean if it, if, it, if it was a cheap finish there's always the chance that you could come back. Or... <laughs> yeah. And everyone keeps telling me I can have that, uh, you know, that Terry Funk retirement where I can just. Forever. Yeah. Forever. But no, I Look this is uh, this is really what I wanted. I, I wanted to be able to walk away from the business on, on my terms as opposed to it being an injury or. Like Terry Funk. <laughs> yeah. Or just really anything that could have possibly taken me away from it. Not whenever I was ready for it. Mm -hmm. um, and 
every match that I would have uh, is just another opportunity that could have, you know, injured me or taken, sure, sure. you know, months away from my life or slowed me down in my older age because I'm uh, turning 30 uh, at the end of next week. And it's uh, older age. Hold on. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, he's talking about like when he gets older, it would have made him crippling. Like, you yeah. know, when he would be in a wheelchair. Right. So it's like I could have done this until I was 50 and, and, you know, been in awful, awful condition. But uh, no, I'm just I'm just happy that I got to do the things I did. I I can't thank the people that uh, helped me on my journey enough. Uh, There's a lot of people that were involved with my training. There's a lot of people involved in letting us sleep on their couches or or feeding us whenever we didn't have like any uh, any money for for road food and and just opportunity after opportunity to meet people across the country and in, in Mexico and, and just uh, so many great people and the all my peers fans have been reaching out to me in different forms whether it's through Instagram or social media and, and texting me it's just been uh, it's been great interesting yeah. that's fucking awesome yeah. <laughs> yeah and you guys so you guys um, you guys put out a video yesterday yeah, uh, yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, you'd already filmed it and edited it. We did. And, and it was quite, I, I, I'm going to be real honest, it was really filmed really well. Thank you. Edited very well. Um, kind of a kind of a tearjerker. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Did you get a lot of that from people? Yeah, and I mean, for me, whenever I watched it, I uh, I had written it and uh, I met with, his, his name is Nick Archuleta. He's, uh, he's training here in Albuquerque and he's, outstanding you know he uh, i come with him with these videos and i tell him like my idea i tell him the vision sometimes i have it written down or sometimes i'm just like spitting it all out at once and so then he's like the cinematographer he gets like all these angles and we just shoot it and we you know spend a few hours uh just putting it all together and then i just put it in his hands and i'm like hey man nice. you know uh I need it by this day if he can try to get it to me as soon as he can. And so I told him that uh, we filmed uh, right before um, we did last uh, last week's. I was literally filming yeah. all the way up until I could just have enough time to go home, like shower and get over here. Like, oh, yeah, before. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we, we were, appreciate that. Yeah, we were running down to the very end. And then uh, over that last week, he, he was patching it all together and stuff. But it was uh, hmm. it, it came out so... I couldn't have asked for it to, to be better no, than it, it was. was. Really good, yeah. And uh, whenever I watched it for the first time was after I had already done the match and and uh, made my yeah. speech. And so there was a lot of people that came over to where we were staying in uh, Mesa to come uh, just kind of hang out with me while we were there. Yeah. And so I was able to like set up the computer and we all watched it together. And I was like, hold it together. Hold it together. You can't oh. cry in front of everybody. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I mean. If people want to watch that too, it's on our Facebook uh, page. I posted it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that it's over, now it's all said and done. What what would bring you out of retirement to do like one match, like say five years down the road? Uh, nothing. Uh, and I mean, I always say that now, but I I wanted it to be uh, to be done. What and- if like 
the orphans need the rec center saved, <laughs> and you have to defeat the evil wrestling banker. Right. <laughs> you know. No, I, I really don't know. I don't know what it would take. Or you uh, know the, the cat the cat sanctuary needs money. <laughs> the squires, uh, yeah. They, uh, Tommy and Eddie, the guys that have been doing this stuff with me for for a good while, um, they always ask me. They're like, so you know, what if uh, AEW calls and they're like, hey, we. We're, we're wanting to work with you. I was like, man, I, like, of course, but, like but, all the big things would be great, but it, it's just like I, I am ready to to put a uh, put an end to that that part in my life, yeah. and and I could see myself uh, popping into a wrestling show, and if yeah. they ever needed me to do something on the mic, uh, I'd maybe consider that. But my in ring performance days, I I thought long and hard before I made this decision because I did not want it to be one that. I would take lightly. Yeah. What about managerial role? Would you be a manager? Possibly. I just don't want to take you know any more yeah. any more bumps or take spots away from the young guys who are yeah. working so hard. And uh, these these guys, I know how hard it is uh, to to do professional wrestling. And there's mm-hmm. these guys like uh, uh, Happy and the Monster Nine. Uh, I've been trying to. Uh, you know, put their names out there whenever promoters are reaching out to me because, um, you know, there's a whole group of of wrestlers here in New Mexico. And the way Mm -hmm. I see it is any show that I would go out there and wrestle on, I'm taking a spot away from somebody else that potentially hopes to either even go much further than I got in wrestling and, and, um, or to do things that they haven't done. I've, I've done a lot of, a lot of stuff and that they are still hoping to do. And I want them to have opportunities to do it. And every time that I'm out there uh, taking one of those spots, it's taking one away from them. How far do you feel that you got? I got pretty far. The, the one of my big things, the one of the big reasons behind this decision was because I had to figure out what it would take to get to the next level. Like, right. What if I, if I'm going to take this even more serious? Uh, and what would it take? And it would take obviously cleaning up my image a lot more, but also. Uh, having myself be a lot more available to take bookings that aren't just, you know, for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or, uh, not having a day job. So I could train a lot harder right. and do stuff. There's a, a guy in the Midwest right now. Uh, his, uh, name is Warhorse, and he's, uh, you know, built like a studio in his garage. He has his, like his own personal gym that he has like inside of his house that he built like almost all the stuff by hand. He'd like wow. buy like secondhand and refurbish them and everything. But it's just like, you know, it takes, a, it takes a lot of work to get that next level. But I've yeah. seen in the last like three, four years, this guy, he was just, jumping in a car with people and then now he's you know on i pay-per-views and he, he's oh, wow. yeah he's like all over the place and it just it takes a lot of work and yeah. uh and i realized that i did not want to put in that amount of effort uh to go to what would be the next level or to maybe even get a contract and because of that uh it, i think it was time for me to to wrap up and and be thankful for the things that i did i well, i appreciate that yeah. i appreciate that because i actually started dabbling in acting Mm -hmm. and it i was like oh i do this every once in a while you know and i'm taking classes and it wasn't until i straight up quit my job and did it full time that that's like that's like that is the commitment that it takes to get to like a certain level right I'd, i'd ask my friends uh like 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 oh i'm an artist and i was like really but do you have another job 
<laughs> well, yeah, of course I do. Well, then yeah. that's more like a hobby then, isn't it? They're like, right. well, that's mean. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I was like, well, what do you do? I'm like, all I do is acting. I I, I just go to auditions and auditions and auditions and I and all I did was acting and it I mean it took five years to make it like a, a, a steady career but it took five years there's a there's a lot of paths to get to the end you know some people get lucky some people have the good connections and some people uh, you know fast track to success but I think at the end of the day you get from the business what you put into it and um I had not been putting the effort that I needed to for a good while. And then I got injured and it made me reassess what I wanted to do. So I created this character. I started putting in the work. Uh, you know, we were we were pushing really hard. And then I got injured again. The one, uh, this next injury didn't like put me out of the ring, but it made everything so much harder. Uh, and I just, I realized that if I were not, in a day job and something like this happened, I would not have the health care that I needed to take care right. of it. And if I couldn't wrestle, what would I do then? And I, and I was not prepared to take that gamble and didn't want to, uh, you know, yeah. Well, and destroy I also, my last ligaments. <laughs> I, I feel like another thing that is against you as well is time. Mm. Is like right now in professional wrestling is one of the best is one of the best times in the last 20 years. Right. Like we're at in a new like golden age of wrestling. I mean, yeah. you have the WWE which has three programs. You have you have uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Mm -hmm. Then you have um, AEW which has Wednesday Night Dynamite. They have their own pay-per-views. Then you also have um, the NWA which has the Power Hour mm -hmm. on on uh, YouTube, and if you if you haven't seen that, it's actually excellent, outstanding. Have yeah. you seen it? Yeah, Zicky Dice uh, yeah. is a, a, a great performer. I've yeah. had opportunities to share a lot of locker rooms oh, with wow. him, and had the opportunity to uh, wrestle him uh, before uh, everything got that nice. got tied up, which was really nice. But he's yeah. been uh, working towards their television title out there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then there's uh, Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. Ring of Honor's you know kind of like they they're on TV now. And uh, Impact also Impact uh, is still TNA. around. So there's a lot of places to go. Yeah. But the problem is, is this all happened in like the last couple of years. And everybody that they're bringing in is like 18, 19, 20, 21, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, in your 20s is the is mm -hmm. the time to, you know, to, yeah. to get big. But, you know, there's people like, uh, you know, R-Truth. Uh, there's yeah. people, I think Batista was fairly older whenever he, like, sure. started to, to break into the scene. So there's always the exception to the rules. But I think with any professional sport, uh, there is a, a time whenever you uh, would like to really get in there so you can have a longevity to your career. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, well... <clears throat> I mean AEW. I mean it's it's very aerial, yeah. The, the flippy stuff, you know, and uh, that's what they call. It. And so I mean, there, there's like very that, few, that's a term. Yeah, really, actually, that's a Jim Cornette term. Yeah. Um, and you don't see a lot of like traditional wrestling. I would say that the traditional wrestler in there is Jericho. And he does he he does flippy stuff, you know. How old is Jericho now? He's in his fifties. Yeah. So, but he still does the lion salt, you know. But can you think of any wrestler that's on there that doesn't do a suicide dive, 
I mean, they do a way no, too- and and that's like the thing too is that you have like the bar getting raised all the time because yeah. give it what 20 years ago uh whenever wcw was trying yeah. to introduce uh lucha libre really to the mainstream oh, that's right, yeah. uh they started bringing in ray mysterio and psychosis but if you think about like the american roster it was not uh, suicide dives no. and moonsaults and like apron bumps and uh, you know that that was like so unheard of and oh that's that's like that's like everything like i i grew up with like uh i i started uh Back in the day, I was considered a good skateboarder. Now, right. um, people would be like, is that, all, is that all you have? Yeah. I was like, no, check it out, dude. I, I just jumped over a thing. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, I stood on it and didn't fall off. I'm and pretty I, and good. I, and I, turned my, I turned my board over. I, I mean, I did like a half pivot. That's not, that's not a thing. That's just normal now. Okay, okay, well, cool, cool. The funny thing about that, like if, the way you're talking – um, ESPN, you know, because I got the Disney Plus, mm-hmm. so I did the Disney Plus, the Hulu, and the ESPN Plus. Yeah, and um, talking about like what you're saying, the evolution. One of the best thirty for thirties on ESPN is the birth of Big Air with Matt Hoffman, because mm. there was like all these. When I remember when I grew up in the eighties, there was all these uh, like trick riders, you know, and when the invert riding and all that stuff first started coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, people were just, they, did, they they didn't, like, they they were all in California. They were all, like, in East or West Coast, you know? Yeah. Well, Matt Hoffman was, like, in Oklahoma. And the best thing that ever happened to him was not being able to see it on TV. Because he didn't, he, he had a BMX bike, and his dad built him ramps, and he didn't know what the limit was. He didn't know where people were. He just went out and fucking did shit. Just whatever. Because yeah. he didn't know. He had, like, no idea. He's like... Fuck it, I'll do this. And then he would go to competitions, and he was like the first guy that threw out a backflip. Hmm. He was the first guy that threw out a, a backflip flare, you know? Yeah. All these crazy moves. And people were like, like it was like minds exploded when they saw this. <laughs> so then so then his thing was is he went and set up a, a training facility in Oklahoma where he's from mm. and like wouldn't let anybody see. And then he would just always come out with like these crazy tricks. And then it was up to everyone else to catch up. You either caught up. And like one of the guys that they're interviewing, he's in like his security guard outfit, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, I was sitting there like, can I do this? Can I? Get, am I able to do this trick? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, when once the answer was no, it was like your career was over. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So it's a good watch. So check it out. It's Birth of Big Air. It's really great. But then you know the the more. I mean, that dude's probably got CTE so bad. (laughs) Well, yeah, and uh, I was like, I already have, uh, you know, a bad knee. I get a bad shoulder. uh, And so I'm going to have to get those uh, taken care of as well. And I think that I just, I I think I needed this, man. I think that uh, to to be able to to have a a long and healthy life afterwards, uh, it it was going to be a good decision for me to just take a step away. And I got so many friends that are, are continuing to push for the dream, continue to live the dream, and, yeah. and I'm going to continue to support them, and I'm excited to see what they have. Um, as we were talking about skateboarding, I remembered that you got uh, an amazing Tony Hawk Pro Skater shirt. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I spent so many hours on uh, the first like three of those games. I cannot yeah, even so tell good. you how much. Here's the thing. Anytime you ever want to play one against me, 
You're more than welcome, but you will be beaten. <laughs> on, on Pro Skater? Oh, absolutely. All right. That, that sounds like a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I'll challenge anybody anywhere, anytime. You have one? <laughs> there is not a lot of video games. We'd have to get it somewhere. There are not a lot of See, video games. See, that's the thing. You have I to find it somewhere. There are not a lot of video games I am that confident about. That is the game. Mine's Tekken. Okay. I, I, I'm with you on that. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, though, man. I'll, I'll kill it. Yeah, I don't have any game that I can uh, talk that confidently about, but my trash talking yeah. game is superior. I, I I win with the mind games first. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah. I'll go there, to the arcade, yeah, and I'll put in the quarter or the dollar, so what it is nowadays, <laughs> and I will get all the way to the boss on that. <laughs> I do I do like that. Whenever Holly said she was sick and couldn't come. I was like, oh, oh, sweet. We can talk about farts and video games on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are in video game land. <laughs> we oh, got plenty of time to get to the farts. I want to, so uh, before we get to the back to the video games, I want to do, so is there like a, is, is there a highlight reel out there of Ray Basura, the trash king or? Not yet. Um, that's uh-huh. something that I'm going to work on. Uh, I'm going to be reaching out, trying to get a lot of footage that like, cause that's the thing. I was like, go wrestle the show. And I'd be like, yeah, hopefully I'll get footage. I'll keep an eye out for it. But it's always yeah. like. Uh, I, I have the next show coming up and I, it just would become a thing where I'm yeah. look, just looking forward and, and just would forget about it. So I'm going to try to reach out and get a lot of uh, this. I have some really good stuff that I did with Mosh Pit Mike whenever we were doing right, 366. Right. Uh, I have uh, the Trash King stuff that I did with Manny Lemons that led to the dumpster match. I have Wrestle of the Year candidate stuff that I was doing like way back in the day. And so I'm going to try to hunt down a lot of this stuff uh, and put it up together. So uh, over, you know, however long it takes, I'm going to be trying to post a lot of that to uh, YouTube. Uh, and then if I can get a nice, like, good, like, highlight package together, I'll uh, throw that up on, you know, Facebook. Book and That's dope, man. But, yeah. So, who was your favorite person to wrestle, or what was your favorite? That's match? always a difficult question. Um, mm-hmm. I I was talking about it on the the drive up there that. Uh, Josh Payne here in, in New Mexico. I've wrestled so many people and I've wrestled so many matches, but for some reason, I just like I always had such good chemistry with him. And yeah. I and I've heard that from so many other people. It just would blow my mind every time that we'd work together, just how good it felt. Like yeah. he would always just like be every time I wanted to do anything, he was there. Or anytime that like I had this idea of like, well, hopefully he does this, he would do it. And it's just like it was all this unspoken stuff, and we're not even having to like talk to each other in there it just would happen and like he always like brought you know good matches out of me uh there's been uh effie from uh, i think he's living in florida now and he's uh had that same feeling the times i'd work with him you know we would talk about like just so little and then we'd go in there and just have have a great time like we just you know beat each other up and it just it was it was great yeah wow um, who was that what was your worst match? <laughs> oh man! I know you know this. <laughs> Ooh, um, he's all no, no, no. That's a loaded question. No, no. Oh, I, I've, I've had some stinkers. Uh, I'll have to. I'll come back to you on that one because yeah. uh, I've had some bad, bad matches uh, before. Yeah. <laughs> What's the craziest thing that happened that you didn't expect, but it turned out really cool? It was like, whoa. Well, that worked. You know. Uh, like something like in a match. Um, let's see the. Uh, 
<laughs> well, not so much that it worked, mm-hmm. but uh, I was having that. Uh, <laughs> it was the Lum- uh, New Mexico Lumberyard match oh, yeah, versus yeah. the Colt Away to you. I remember that. And uh, we built up this whole thing that we weren't going to go fight outside. And the promoters kept telling us, they're like, don't go in the audience. Uh, and if you do go in the audience, don't go near the walls. We don't need you breaking the building. And I was like, okay, cool. And like, as we're like kind of working at the match, we're like, all right, at some point we'll go to the outside of the ring and we'll kind of brawl around. And that turned into, we get into the match, we go out there and, uh, (laughs) we start brawling instantly. The cult awaits you takes it over the rail and now we're fighting in the crowd. And it's like, okay, whatever, not a big deal. We start fighting all through the audience, and we end up doing a bar fight like in the middle of the crowd. Yeah. And if anyone uh, hasn't seen that before, you set up these four chairs, uh, or you know, however many people are in it, but in this one we had four chairs and like in a circle, and then literally uh, one at a time you take turns punching the person next to you in the face. What? And because you're so close to the audience, you know, you're really like, you know, laying it in there yeah. because you know you you don't want to destroy the the image that they have of you so you're in there just you know taking turns punching each other in the face and then we just start like going crazy like all around this place and uh i remember twice the death rage cartel came and told us do not break like the sheetrock <laughs> and we're like of course not like why would we even go over there like to begin it. with Next thing I know, we're over there in the corner fighting next to a wall, and I get I get thrown towards the wall, and I'm trying to like put the brakes on, like cartoon style, like go 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 go. But as I turn around, there's a person standing there, and so I have to actually like dodge them for real. And whenever I dodge them, I hit my back and make a body sized hole in the wall. Unbeknownst to me, I hit the wall, and I'm like, okay, I didn't feel it break. But, uh, and then I come back and the guy throws me through some wood and we're like laying there and he like tells me in my, like next to my head, he's like, why did you do that, bro? And so I'm upside down and I look up and I just see like this body shaped hole in the sheetrock. Oh man. And I, uh. I've done so many stupid things in my life and my parents have been angry with me and my, my dad has yelled at me. I have never been yelled at as much as the Death Rage Cartel yelled at me <laughs> that night. And that's kind of funny because they were, they were like the villain bad guy. Right. and they, Yeah, they were like running Destiny Wrestling and uh, it was just... I felt so bad about it, but I've never been yelled at. I've never had anybody as angry as at me as, as those guys were. Wow. Oh, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> well, it was either a person or the wall. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It, there was no excuses there because uh, every all of us came back through the curtain at different times, and every single person that come through, they're like, "Talk to Ray. You better talk to Ray." <laughs> You're the only one with like uh, drywall dust on your back. Yeah. <laughs> they were all, yeah, they're like, whoa, 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 it was Ray's yeah. fault. Did you know? So they got fired and you didn't, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they got fired and I didn't. They did tell us they had thought about firing us. They're like, we should strip the belts off of you guys right now. <laughs> oh, dang. That's it. That's pretty interesting. As I was telling about that story, uh, you were saying like something that, uh, that you didn't think would work, but it did. I have 
quite the opposite okay. is I was in Mexico uh, wrestling in Reynosa and we're doing a Lucha Extrema match uh, and they're like chanting like, we want blood and there's like light tubes and barbed wire and there's all these like crazy things and these fans are just rabid. They just want to see just like craziness and blood and just so. Wow. The next time I go to Mexico, I'm in a place, uh, Hermosillo, and they're telling us that they uh, are going to put us in like a light, like a hardcore match. There's not going to be like anything like crazy, but they're like, go out there, use some weapons. You guys just going to, you know, have fun. So I'm out there wrestling Mosh Pit Mike, who is, uh, you know, a deathmatch legend in his own right with with JCW and stuff. So right. he has this thing where um, in, in, in the match, I pull out this stake and I'm like, oh, man, these fans are going to love this. So I, like, go there, and I start, like, stabbing him with the stake. And then, like, I get him down on his knees, and I pull his tongue out, and I just start stabbing through his tongue oh. with the stake. And the fans hated it. There's, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, five. throwing up? There's, like, yeah, like, people are, like, like turning away. And, like, they told me later that the sound people, like, couldn't look at it. Like, everybody, like, <laughs> and, like, nobody cheered. They were just, like, oh. Dead it was silence. Like, yeah, well, not dead silence, but it was just, like, oh. Like, like, groans and, like, oh. And then he was the bad guy, and he hit me with a chair and got a huge reaction. Oh, wow. <laughs> the crowd turned just like that. Yeah, because they were, like, that guy's fucked up. That was too far. <laughs> He's not a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like wrestling in Mexico? I outstanding. I, I like they have such an appreciation for the art form. Oh yeah. And, uh, the people that would put us up there and take us out there just took such good care of us as well. Was it sponsored by Corona? It was sponsored by the cartel, I imagine. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's always some like every time I ever watch like Mexican Shh, wrestling. That's called Mexico. Yeah. yeah. Every time I watch it, it's like. Like Corona or Tecate, and a like they'll do tag team wrestling, mm -hmm. except there's never tagging. Yeah, uh, the Lucha Libre tag team rules a uh, little different. Uh, you if you roll through the bottom uh, under the bottom ropes, yeah. that is considered like a a tag. A tag, yeah. yeah. And it's so weird. I always thought that that made the like the dynamics like following it a lot harder because I always thought that the storytelling of like this guy's getting getting beat up by the yeah. the other tag team and he can't get to his other partner to make the tag or like when the hands out they're reaching for it and just miss it like I always loved those moments yeah and I love the fast paced uh, like acrobatics of of lucha libre wrestling but I do feel that it lacks in the storytelling element sure. uh, from that yeah. In a way, I, yeah. And like that's like the modern AEW kind of style wrestling as well. Yeah. Because they don't really seem to tag either. I mean, they do. They kind of try to mismatch it. But I do feel like they, if you... It's more of a fast-paced storytelling, I guess. Yeah. Because like there's you know definitely some stuff there. But um, that's that's crazy, man. So, so yeah. So, I guess end of an era. Ten, it is. Ten years? Is it ten, ten years? Ten years. Uh, I mean, technically, it'll be ten years uh, next week. But, oh, okay. I mean, it's ten uh, years. Yeah. Close. <laughs> all my body says it's ten years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite city to wrestle in? Uh, over the last few years, it's really become Phoenix. I, I uh, mean, the Albuquerque is the answer. <laughs> well, Albuquerque, Albuquerque <laughs> is home. You know, Albuquerque is home, and yeah. Albuquerque uh, helped get me my start. And uh, the DWO fans uh, always like we got to do so many cool things. And uh, but then over the last couple years, you know, DWO hadn't had uh, the ability to run because of sports commission, and yeah. just like, think things got really hard. And so. 
I ended up, uh, you know, going out to these party hard shows and, and really the way they let me like run with the character, the things they let me do really started to become home for me. And that's only because, you know, DWO wasn't there to, for that to be for me. And so, uh, you know, party hard wrestling became, you know, my new home promotion essentially. And, uh, if anybody is, following DWO or Destiny Wrestling. Uh, they had a, a meeting this last weekend and uh, looks like they're going to be having some some talks about some things that may be changing uh, this year. So fingers crossed that maybe Albuquerque will have their promotion back or at the very least get to, to say goodbye formally if they uh, end up hanging it up for good, you know, a farewell show or, or working out some type of schedule where they only do a couple shows a year or whatever it may be. But I hope that they, they get it figured out because the New Mexico fans are, are amazing out here. So Albuquerque's the answer. Best. best <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. I, that's what I thought. Yeah. No, that's pretty awesome. So I did, I did not hear that. So that's good news. Yeah, because I, but I mean, it, it's good news in a way, but then bad news in a way that you won't be there anymore because you were kind of <laughs> you were kind of a major part of that. Um, I, you and Hobo Hank and uh, Thunder. Yeah. So, who watches the show? Son, we need to get Thunder on the show. Yeah, the, uh, that'd be good. I mean, Thunder has uh, been wrestling for. Uh, a, a long time and he's yeah. still been doing uh, shows out in uh, Texas lately level in uh, yeah yeah and so uh, it'd be nice to have him uh, pop in and see what else but I think that it's uh, it, it's crazy to have started whenever I was like 20 years old and I, I didn't know all these guys and, and got to a certain point where yeah. you know there are peers to me and then uh, you know I, I was able to go out and, and do things and it's just a, it's really cool to have had the connections I had does, with does somebody. it ever happen where like say somebody does a move and you're like, oh wow! How'd you do that? Can you tell me? Can you show me how to do that? All the time, yeah. It, that's like, and and then they'll show you, and you still can't figure it out. And it's like, it's like you know, it's oh, that's so obvious the way you do it. And then you go and try to do it in training, or you go to try to do it, and you're like, how the hell was that? You had to put the foot over here. Yeah. And, and, no, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know what move? Um, they they're ruining right now. Just because the Canadian the, destroyer. That's the exact move. How did you know I was gonna say that? <laughs> because it, it is like the move that everybody Fuck, does. Fuck, dude. Yeah. So what the Canadian destroyer is, is like there's a you know, the move that's called the pile driver. Pile driver is the move that that ended Steve Austin's career really, it really did. Like he took the pile driver wrong and had his he didn't tuck his head and it and it shortened his career. Yeah, significantly. Anyway. The Canadian Destroyer is a front-flipping pile driver. Yeah. And the way they do it, I mean, I'm sure it's actually way safer than a normal pile driver, actually. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Oh, races, no. So anyway, <laughs> if you watch AEW, there's going to be a... Like, I remember whenever I first saw it on TNA, I was blown away. I was like, that is insane. Yeah, Petey Williams, first, I think. Yeah, first yeah. of all, it's ridiculous because there's no way... Because like, like, the, the, the guy doing most of the work is the guy getting the move. That's what I could tell. It looks like the guy, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Like, he's he's lifting the guy and the guy's it's flipping. definitely a team effort. It, it sure is. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, like, yeah. hey, so if, like, I was in a fight with somebody, I would like not. Like ballet. I would not do a front flip and pile drive. Yeah, them. I would do an old school pile driver right. if I was going to. Hell, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, it, you watch, it, like, it was just, like, uh, explosive out of nowhere. Like, I'd never seen anything like it. I was just, it was just, like, it was, like, the McTwist of, like. 
you know, skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you turn on AEW every week. Someone, somebody, like even people who shouldn't even be doing it are doing a uh, Gold Dust now does or Dustin Rhodes now does the Canadian Destroyer. Wow. Yeah. And that that is really crazy <laughs> to see Goldust doing a front flipping pile driver. Well, that's like the escalation that I was talking about before. It's just like you know, it you got to keep up and keep keep yeah. what's exciting, and it, it's it's wild. And then uh, the cutters, like or at least the yeah. RKO or whatever, everybody does like at least like a four version. in every man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and then the, the suicide dive. Yeah, that's a big one too. Yeah. Man. So uh, I don't know if you had been following uh, what happened with Laparca. Uh, no. Yeah. So uh, Laparca, he. So this is how it's been uh, told to me. I didn't actually see it, but I guess he uh, did a suicide dive. Uh, took took a head into a barricade and uh, and passed away yesterday. Laparca's dead. What yeah. the hell? I didn't know Laparca died. Yeah, and it, it, I guess uh, he didn't uh, recover from the injury. Oh and, shit! And so I don't know how long ago it was. If uh, but I know it wasn't like in ring death. No, or anything, I didn't see but that. Yeah, he uh, that he passed away. Uh, well, there was the the match down in Mexico with Rey Mysterio and uh, Pedro Gallo. That's the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. They're gonna do the six one nine, and the guy didn't catch himself, and he hit his throat on the rope, and it killed. Yeah, him. they have different different thoughts on exactly what it was, but ultimately, some type of neck injury caused yeah. him to yeah. uh, to to pass away in the match. I and, watched the footage, know. and you can tell the guy's. I mean, you clearly can tell he's he's he unconscious. Out, yeah, unconscious. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's dead, but he, he, I thought he was. He looks unconscious. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that can cause somebody to to. <laughs> it's it's uh. Well, this this took a swing. Yeah, right? no. Well, I was saying that there's a lot of things that can happen in a match that just are are unexpected yeah. and you don't know. And and so you know, people can faint, people can yeah. pass out. Uh, I've uh, done some shows where referees have puked from heat exhaustion, like just because they. And I don't know if pe- I I want to make sure to say this that referees are the unsung heroes of professional wrestling. Right. Those guys work so damn hard. They uh, a lot of these shows only have one referee. So oh, if yeah. you think about that, that's eight matches where the referee is out there well i mean you know eight or more sometimes but these these referees are just going out there and they're like running around they're doing the counts and they have to make sure to hit their mark every time because if they're not there for it it will fuck up a match and they're they're a performer as much as you're a performer uh, it just i mean just as big of a part of it just there the focus isn't on them but without their like level of uh knowledge of if they're in your way if you're fumbling over a referee it can ruin in the match but yeah. like if they're not there for calling your your cheats or calling uh you know the match like keeping it trying to keep it fair uh there's a lot of times where you're trying to work towards that and if the referee isn't there you're like oh i guess i can just choke this guy all day or i guess i can just you know <laughs> rake his eyes out and nobody cares and it doesn't you know have the same the same effect as it was and there are just so many guys that just work their asses off uh out there that i don't know if they get the attention that they that right. they deserve for that kyle <laughs> yeah, Kyle Neese, um, Scott Johnson out of uh, out of Arizona. He has been one of my favorite referees to to work with, and he's now training to to do in ring work. And I'm so excited for him because he has so much charisma. He is a, a great guy. Uh, he's in great shape, and I just I really hope that he he does some great things out there. Yeah, I, I always loved because like local DWO, there's a guy Kyle was Kyle Neese. I, <laughs> yeah, I, Kyle I met him; Neese. he's a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. What I love about the fans here is like they would if he was not the referee, and like any oh, little yeah. any little discretion, <laughs> they would go, "We want Kyle," and they clap. Yeah. 
And then Kyle would come out, and instead of like cheering him or doing anything, they would give him more shit yeah. than anything ever in the world. They'd be all, "Come on, Kyle, yeah. help her out. She's from New Mexico." Yeah, and then, you know, count better, Kyle. They would scream right. just constantly. Yeah. Just, I, I, I love Kyle. Loved it. Yeah, <laughs> that was three. Kyle, are you blind? You know, and they would just constantly give him shit. And then he would interact with the crowd. He'd be like, uh, "Sorry, what do you want me to do here?" And I always loved it. I always thought that was great. And that was really cool too because I remember Kyle was just a fan, um, and then he reached out to DWO and he's like, "I just want to help in any way that I can." And then they start having him come into training sessions. They're like running him through the like a lot of the stuff that the wrestlers are having to do and kicking his ass. And he's just like, "Oh God, this is hard." <laughs> yeah, oh, but yeah. I think it gave him gave him a lot more perspective of oh, what absolutely. it goes into it. But also, like for these referees, they have to know how a flow of a match works, how like all the ins and outs of it for them to properly do their job for it. Right. But yeah, I love Kyle. Love Kyle, not past tense. I love the guy. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. great. Um, So yeah, we're kind of at the end of the first hour, kind of a break time. So I mean, now that you're retired, I guess you don't really have anything to promote to come up. I mean, unless you do, um, I do actually. Um, oh, okay. So this uh, this next week, I'm going to be uh, working, uh, or I'm going to be doing an interview for another podcast uh, for uh, the Miranda Show. Uh, her and Greg Demarco they do a show out of Arizona mm-hmm. about wrestling. So. I'm going to be going on there talking about the retirement oh, as well. Oh, that breaks your contract with us. Yes. Yeah, can't do other <laughs> But um, uh, that is a, is a big one that's coming up. And then, uh, of course, I, I told you guys that I'm going to be doing uh, some hunting down some footage and stuff. So always oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, find me on YouTube, uh, uh, Ray Vasuda, the Trash King. I'll follow the link uh, for the the video that they posted uh, this last week, and I'll be putting old matches on there. And then um, you can f- continue to follow me on Instagram, Facebook. I'm going to be showing some of my other works that I've been doing. Um, I do art. Uh, I do uh, you know a few different uh, things that I'll be posting about, but you'll be able to follow that stuff. Just whatever comes next that uh, isn't yeah. hurting my body, though. <laughs> you got to make a t-shirt for us. So we yes, that's that's new a, shirts, on new there. Shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smiley, what do you got? Um, as always, I'm on the uh, second season of Midnight Texas. Uh, you can see me in the background on Daybreak. And currently, uh, you can find me on uh, Deputy playing a photojournalist. Wow. I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. I don't know anything about it. So I'll have to check it out. I watched Midnight Texas. wasn't a fan of it. But, you know, people should watch it. If you're, if you're into the vampire kind of mythology i guess yeah um holly's not here so i'll promote her idiot revolution which is tomorrow night it's every monday night at uh founder speakeasy uh you'll need to go to uh go to founders uh speakeasy uh facebook page and they do a different um password for it but uh, yeah you can go there and it starts at nine o'clock um next sunday we will be doing a special live show Oh, um, that's right. Holly mm-hmm. is going to be recording a live uh, album uh, at the Trick Lock Theater in Albuquerque. And afterwards, we're going to do a special podcast with uh, AMC's comic book men, uh, Ming Chen. So 
and he it's on his behalf. He want he wants us to. He he came here last year. He did a show. He can, he's back. He wants to. He's coming back. He wants to be on the show again. So. And I'm super excited for that. I mean, you guys have your uh, your Ming stories, and you guys talk so highly of him. Oh so yeah, great. He, you know, he's got to he's got to live up to the expectations now. I mean, he's a real son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Ming. He's yeah. great. He's gonna he's gonna hear this. He's gonna hear that, and he's gonna text me. Yeah, he's <laughs> no. like, he, he he will. He yeah. does. He does that stuff. <laughs> So yeah, and uh, it is a five dollar uh, five dollars to get in the door. That's you know more to see the comedy show probably. So if you want to see the comedy show, leave. That's fine. I don't care. But uh, definitely, I would stick around for Ming Chin though. That's a big one. Yeah. So yeah, and we're gonna record Holly's uh, comedy album that's gonna come out at some point, I assume. So I don't know. She kind of she kind of uh, decided I was doing it. So Volan <laughs> like, oh, told you. Well, all right then. Yeah. So so you guys. Yeah. Guess what's happening? Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean that's about it. I mean you know you can check check us out most Sunday nights uh, from six to eight p.m. on uh, tendrinkminimum dot com, uh, facebook dot com forward slash tendrink, and our Instagram is at tendrink. So that's they can also all. see live on YouTube as well. Oh, that's right. If they want to like and subscribe us on YouTube, uh, just type in tendrink minimum and it'll find us and. Yeah, hit that subscribe button and then click the bell. Is that right? Yeah, make sure to hit that bell icon. That'll yeah. let them know whenever we're live and uh, whenever new uh, videos are up as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so uh, I'm not drinking this month, and but James is and uh, Ray is. Yeah. You guys should as well. But always remember. Never, never get, get too drunk, drunk to jerk. 10drinkminimum.com.
Wavy hour question mark? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm not wavy. How wavy is this hour? Yeah. I gotta tell you, man, it's it's it is it is not as easy to flow when I'm not drinking mm. on the mic. I don't know. Sure. Well, it's just it's just a change of pace. Change of pace. What is? But the other weird one too is like, you know, I, I was like, it's not gonna be hard to not drink. I can not drink all the time because I have a really good control over like how much alcohol I intake. Um. But I have to tell you, like watching people drink while you're there, I just really, really like the taste of beer. Yeah, you know, not the not the getting wasted and you know, that I mean that's fun too. But the well, the, the this the taste, like I just like it. As a as Smiley opens one, <laughs> I'm all mm, yeah, thanks taste, for reminding me. The taste of beer is good, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> no, it tastes awful, Chris. You're missing nothing. Well, that, that's that, what we should be saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> someone, I think someone's saying they're proud of you. Uh, most is is that Ray Tavares? Yes, that is my father. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he uh, man. Uh, mostly. Uh, all of my family uh, was able to make it out for my last yeah. match, which is really fun. Uh, my my dad, his girlfriend, uh, my mom was able to make it. Uh, yeah. Her sister uh, from California came, uh, and she's uh, you know been a part of my life since you know obviously uh, you know as an infant. But she's always been such a big supporter uh, of me and and. Uh, yeah quite the encourager of all the bad things that I've done in my life. She She's the, the aunt that gets me to do all the stuff that would get me in trouble. And so uh, seeing me go and make something of all the shit talking and yeah. beating people up that she would always encourage whenever I was here. <laughs> Did uh, your family ever see you get like hurt while you were in the ring? Uh, never uh, never hurt. Um, they would ask specifically if it was going to be a hardcore show or not yeah. because oh, they yeah, would yeah. choose not to go to those because they couldn't handle it. Yeah. Uh, Valeria, uh, she was able to go. Um, her her cousins, her sister, and some friends they were they were all able to make it. We ended up getting an Airbnb that uh, like mm-hmm. slept twelve people, and we were like, "Oh really? Oh, yeah." It was it was a pretty uh, that's cool cramped space for everybody. But I I really appreciate everyone that was able to to come out for that one. But it was uh, really nice to see them. Uh, out there, and then <laughs> they ended up making uh, their own crowns. They oh, got no a, they got Burger King crowns and then yeah. like they took they taped over all the logos then taped trash all yeah. over the crowns and I didn't notice well I didn't see them until I went out for intermission and oh, it, wow. it was a pleasant surprise that's yeah. pretty cool <laughs> did you get rid of all your merch and stuff I got a couple more things left uh, like a very small amount of shirts uh, stickers yeah. and pins uh, I'm gonna be doing some inventory on that uh, probably later on this week and then do a, a 
going out of the business sale <laughs> and uh, oh, get the the last little bit that we have there out. Hopefully, the legendary trash can. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, I, I just did a strip tease there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you could have told me how to. Turn I missed the camera it. Off. Yeah, <laughs> I'd have moved it. It's uh, funny because yeah, I told Holly we were going to do just farts and video games. All we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So there is. I do want to talk about some video games. I do as well. There's something. You, is there a video game that you, I mean? There's something I'm excited about. Is there something you're excited about? Uh, no, but you. Uh, I'm always excited about. Oh, I got you. Pro skater. So, well, I wasn't even, it wasn't even that. So, like, there's been for a couple of years now, this company Arcade One Up. They've been making these like three quarter sized arcade machines, right? They started with like the Pac Man, Galaga, and then they they're putting like one main uh, video game on the outside but then there's like multiple games on the arcade does everyone know what I'm talking are about are those like the cabinets that they're selling at Walmart yeah now? correct so, yeah. that is mm-hmm. correct yeah and like there's a Mortal Kombat one and it's got Mortal Kombat 1 Mortal Kombat 2 Mortal Kombat 3 mm-hmm. all that shit right yes well they're like 200 250 to like I think 400 depending yeah like they came out with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one which yes. has like you know Turtles but, in Time. But the problem yeah. with that, what has that regular game and then and Turtles in Time. The problem yeah. with that is, is those games go by pretty quickly, you know? Sure. So getting an upright cabinet of those is always kind of, for me, like, Ugh. So they finally announced one that I just don't think I can resist not buying. Okay. What is it? Because the CES show just happened, and they announced it, and I was just like, no fucking way. Gotta have it. It is a four-player, upright, NBA jam. Whoa, things are heating up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I thought you. Were, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say off-road, but no. Ooh, that's a good one too. But I, I would. Yeah. I'd, 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 if but you just, if you said off-road, I'd be like, I'll chip in on that. Oh man, <laughs> you don't like NBA Jam? I've never played it, so I don't have. So. I don't have, no oh game. man, I love that game, and I feel like Billy and I used to. Whenever they 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 there's a place in town, Geek On. And I've keep trying to get the. I mean, I keep talking to the guy and saying to come on the show, and he says yes, and then I never give him a date. Anyway, this guy uh, likes pinball machine. He liked pinball, so he bought one that was broken, or it was either a pinball machine or an arcade game. He bought one and it was broken, and he tried to get someone to fix it. No one knew how to fix it in the area. Pinball so, upkeep is hard. Hard. <laughs> so he went online and learned how to fix arcade machines. And wow. so he fixed fixed the one he bought, bought more. There's but, literally a lot of bells and whistles. Yeah. And so he now owns like a whole company called Geekon. And at the local bar, Sister Bar, he puts them in there. And then, you know, people play them. And it, it when they got NBA Jam, Billy and I just played the shit out of it, you know. I can't tell you the last time I played NBA Jam, but I, I do remember that was quite fun. Well, it's got it's got the original NBA Jam, and then it's like NBA Jam like Championship Edition, and then NBA Hang Time. So it has three games on it, and it's the first one of the arcade one up machines mm-hmm. that will connect to the internet, and you can play people across wherever. Oh, okay, well that's okay. that's just that, yeah. okay. That's pretty yeah. awesome, and. I'm like, dude, this is fucking amazing. Now, the other thing, too, is, like, I'm super stoked about it. I'm like, fuck, man. And then I'm like, someone's like, well, where'd you put that in your house? I was like, I'll find a yeah, fucking place. Yeah. And so then, uh, like, I was, you know, at work. I was kind of bored watching CES. They, the, the, now they're doing pinball machines. 
So they're three quarter size pinball machines, hmm. right? Okay. Now, it, it, it's really difficult to do like the the the, the pinball stuff, yeah, like the guts of it, right? So what they did was is they made it in the shape of the pinball machine. Okay. It has the buttons on the outside. It has the the plunger that you pull, but the actual like, and it has the glass. But instead of like having all the pinball guts in there, it's a screen. Right? Well, hold on. Hold on. Okay. So they made a Star Wars one. Okay. And it has haptic feedback so that it feels like you're playing a real pinball machine. And because of it being LED, they have instead of just the one pinball machine or the one pinball game, they have 10. See that I could get into okay. that because I used to play a lot of uh, a lot of pinball mm-hmm. on uh, on my computer whenever I was right. a kid. Right. Um, they we'd have like I don't even remember, I, it was like made by Sierra or right. something like that, and then uh, you'd right. have like these like monster castles, like these you'd have like almost like boss battles mm-hmm. and stuff like in the pinball. So I I could get into a digital pinball machine. I think, and it has the feedback. Here's yeah. the, here's the real question. Okay. Can I nudge the machine and we'll work that way? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, then I'm and on board. They showed that on stage. They showed a guy playing the, the game, and he goes, if I shake it too hard, is it going to tilt? And they said, yes, it is. And he said, if I shake it, but will the ball go that way? And, he, and they said, yes, it will. All right. Well, then I'm, I'm on board because well, and pin gonna, border, pinball is all about right. just like you, yes. you kind of nudge the machine. Yep. And that's thing, part of it. And the thing with that is is like they're going to make they made the Star Wars one that's the first one okay but then they're going to have other ones that are going to have like multiple like it'll have like Black Knight and fucking um Pinbot and Bride of Pinbot like it'll just have <laughs> multiples cool. I'm like dude that could be so amazing right no i i'm i think i'm i'm into it it just like at it, first when i saw it i was like ah it's video I was like, man, and then they were like, they were like, hold on, it's got the haptic feedback, so it actually feels like when you when the ball hits things, like it shakes the machine, it like moves, you know. And then like that guy said that he goes, if I move it, is the ball going to move with that? And they said yes. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. Without that, it's not really pinball. So the guy, the guy has it. Playing the dude was playing it on stage, and he goes, you actually like forget, and you actually look at it, and you think it's really a ball. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. I could see that. Uh, like, it's so immersive already. Yeah. I, I think the as long as you're feeling it and stuff, yeah. I think you'd get into it. Well, the, yeah. yeah. The other one that like they made, that, that company makes some crazy shit. Like, they, they're making the tabletop ones now. You know, like you'd go into like a Pizza Hut and they'd have like a tabletop. Like the sit-down ones? Uh-huh. Yeah. So they made a Street Fighter 2 one. And this blows my mind. So, you know, you're like, well, how can they make a Street Fighter 2 tabletop game? Because it has both sides, right? Well, when you're sitting on one side, the screen, I don't know how they did this, the screen looks normal to you. If you go to the other side, it looks normal to you. I have no idea how they did that. Like, it just changed. Like, it's weird. Like, the way the screen works, it, whatever side you're on, everything looks right. And you can play two player that way. They're going to be able to do some really cool stuff. It, like the reason why I think they're being able to make these things because yeah. they're so cheap to make now. Uh, especially like mm. I bet the most expensive thing in there is right. like 
the packaging and the shipping right. for these things. Right. Yeah, because uh, p- putting an LED screen in anything, putting a small computer in there, they can right. read these games. Right. That costs like nothing. Right. Like for for these companies that are doing it mass producing, yeah. I think the hardest part for them is probably the licensing. Exactly. Yeah. Lic- licensing, like building the physical cabinet for itself, and then like shipping these things all over. Um, yeah. So my question on that is. What is the arcade game that you would want them to make, like to have in your home? Hmm. You know, I know James has got to have something. Oh, I'm I'm still gonna say off road. Off road is a good one. That is That's a really such good, a good one. Four player about game, the, the four wheel. Yeah, and it like it makes that noise like because I like that game. A you lot. hit the turbo. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like you're spinning the wheel all fast. Uh, that is a great one. That is a great answer. Like because Iron Man Stewart. Like I'd never yeah, heard of that person in my life. It's it's just not the same unless you're at the arcade cabinet. Right. No, I agree. Like, I tried playing it uh, when they did the ports to uh, consoles, oh, yeah. and it's like, yeah, no. It's all about spinning the wheel and right. smacking the turbo. Right. <laughs> uh, for me, anytime I'd go to the arcade, the, the one that would just, like, suck me in, that I'd have those, it was Time Crisis. I don't know if you guys ever played those games. Oh, it's heck just, oh yeah. shooting games that yeah. you have the pedal that you'd step down and, like, have you pop out. And if they had a cabinet like that, I think I could really get into that. Fuck yeah. Oh, you yeah. never, you never played like the ports on, uh, on, I never uh, on PS2 because I, I never had it on PS2. And I think that they made them later for like the later PlayStations. But after PlayStation 2, I went to Xbox. Yeah, and then I never saw them on there. So it, I saw they had how did some they, ports. How did those work? Because like, how did you do the pedal part? It I think what it was if it came with the pedal. Foot, if your foot was off, like in the arcade game though, if yeah. your foot was off of the pedal. Oh, oh I didn't know. I I know how I play the games. I was yeah. wondering how the home version worked. Oh, it probably had a pedal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it came with a with a gun that even the, the, did the recoil thing. The gun and con? a and a pedal. Yeah. It's called the gun con, wasn't it? So you had the. I just remember it worked exactly like the arcade. The last gun game that was on home that had a gun was like House of the Dead because then like everyone was like afraid to put a gun in with the <laughs> with the the home the. Consoles are like, oh my god, the kids are gonna, you know, we're gonna get sued. So I think like the Dreamcast was like the first last one I think that had that. Yeah, I played a House lot of, of a lot of House of the Dead. I played a lot of yeah. um, what is it? Uh, Area fifty. Area fifty one. Area fifty one. I played a lot of that one. For me, arcade games were always about the shooting stuff. For me, I, I you, love uh, those shooting. Have you games. been around one? Not yet. I, oh, I just I just oh. got told about that uh, the other we day. We gotta go. Oh man, we yeah. gotta go. So they have a. Uh, a Tomb Raider shooting game, uh-huh. and it's badass. It's huge, like it's like almost as big as that wall. Okay, and the guns like have the the you know where the recoil action recoil action mm-hmm. where it kicks back, and you have to yeah, they're, they're it's pretty sick, man. Yeah, I totally dig it. Everything about that place is pretty sick. Yeah, I like it. And we were we were talking about the pinball game, and I had to go look it up just because it was such a throwback for me. Like thinking about like how much of that virtual pinball I used to play. The the game that I, that I used to play was called 3D Ultra Pinball Creep Night. I had to like do a little googling oh, to wow. find it, and it came out in 1996. Oh yeah. wow! And I remember that game so vividly. I'd play it so much, but yeah, it came out in 1996, and. Uh, uh, virtual pinball is so much fun. So yeah. th- this new system will be great. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it, you know, you're like, well, if you can't shake it and it can't move, there's, I mean, just think of like, you know, how much your phone has like the, what do they call them? The I don't know, motion sensitivity. Motion sensitivity. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got that shit dialed in. Right. You know, 
Especially, I hadn't like, really thought about that. Yeah. yeah, like the switch and all that shit. You know, that, that God, the stuff crazy. that they can do on the switch is crazy. It what, is. What games have you uh, played on it so far? Um, I have uh, Mar- the Mario Deluxe, mm-hmm. Zelda, the Breath of the Wild. Yeah, the Mario Bre- Kart. Um, Breath of the Wild has so many cool uh, puzzles and things that yeah. you end up uh, using a lot of that like uh, stuff with. Oh, they but, said haptics. Yeah. Um, Another game that I got uh, really early on whenever I got my Switch was a game called One Two Switch, which it's like Wii Sports, if you will. Is like, that the one like, where you had the, the the draw game where you like shoot each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have that one. And it's like a really good intro to like what the Switch can right. do. And there was a game uh, on it where you had to guess how many balls were in a box, and okay. so you hold the controller in your hand and you would move it, and as you would move it, you could actually like the way that you like the really? you, could rubble, feel... you could feel it like rolling around and like Weird. clicking in into each other and stuff and it was nuts how like responsive it was that is kind of crazy man that's some crazy shit yeah that that game alone actually sold me on buying the switch wow and it's not that i wanted to play the game so much just what i knew they were going to be able to do with it right and the games that played on it i I love i but then again i'm always back into the same thing with nintendo where it's like i'm I'm just gonna buy all the mario games (laughs) mario party smash brothers yeah yeah. exactly smash brothers mario odyssey uh, luigi's mansion yeah and i but uh, I don't really buy any of the other games yeah. <laughs> outside of the, the Mario ones. Have you guys tried the Oculus yet? No, no, I'd like to, though. Oh, it's so fun. Is it really? Who has that? Yeah. Uh, me, hopefully, here in a little <laughs> bit, actually. Um, oh. I, I've just been trying it out at the, at, at the store, basically. Oh. And I'm like, I'm hooked. Yeah. I know. I know you the... get the two wrist controllers. Yeah. And... I've looked at it. I've only done, like, the VR where... Uh, like you have the foam that gets like put in there and then they stuff so uh, I did like a roller coaster thing and there was yeah. like one where you're like I, down there like swimming with sharks and that was pretty cool that, that's that, how I started yeah I have the cardboard thing no, with the phone dude. goes in there and yeah now I'm, <laughs> once he found out there was porn on it it was all over. I, I found out uh, <laughs> oh that's right there is yeah I, like I got myself a swivel stool to sit on yeah. mm-hmm. so I can just sit in the middle of a room like yeah right look around I would for sure trip over shit in my house if I was like playing right. one of those games that's why I think the hardest thing about these uh, <clears throat> these games that they if it starts really taking off with VR is I do think there's gonna have to be like some way of like limiting yourself from like running, running all into over. shit yeah so um, swivel stool they actually do that there's a thing like I was looking into the VR stuff so when you set it up, you, you set it up in the area that you're going to do it in. Yeah. And then you set up virtual walls. Okay. And if you're close, it tells you. Mm-hmm. Like it goes, oh, you're, you're about to you know run into, you're about to hit the barrier. Right. So there is that. I mean, you're not going to fall over the, you know, the the coffee table. Uh-huh. You know, but I mean, once they get, you know, Ready Player One where they had the, he had the, the treadmill. That went exactly. Into the mm-hmm. That was some crazy shit. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Ready, Ready Player One was... Not like the best movie out there, but it was yeah. so cool. I, I was, yeah. That was fun. I've heard the yeah, everybody's like, the book's way better. It is. I read the book. And I go, fuck you, nerd, and I punch him. <laughs> so I guess we have to fight afterwards. Yeah, I guess we'll. Uh... Um, I'd say the arcade game that if I was like, if they were going to make one besides NBA Jam, they're going to make a three-quarter arcade cabinet of a game that I played all the time. It would be a skateboarding game called 720. Oh, I remember I that. I heard that. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. So it had a special joystick. So it had it had a kick button, so you could like actually like push with your foot. Then it had a jump button, and then it had a joystick that was at an angle and spun around. 
Okay. So, like, whenever you were, you know, you fly out of the quarter pipe, you'd spin it, and your character would spin. And it was where the term skate or die came from. Like, because you, you were, you were on a timer, and as you were skating around the park, your goal was to get so much points you got tickets to... Skate or die. Skate or die. And it, once the timer ran out, these bees would fly after you. And you would try to run, and your goal was to get to any one of the like the parks, the downhill park, the the half pipe yeah, park. You the, had to get to an event, yeah, uh-huh. uh, or the bees would get you. Yeah, there was one where it was like a jump jump park where you jumped yeah. ramps, half pipe slalom, yeah, freaking. slalom. That was the other one. And as you're like running from the bees, the bees would take different formations, like they would turn into a hypodermic needle, or, <laughs> that's cool, or like uh, jaws clamping at you, uh, skull and crossbones. Yeah. And it was just one of those games. It was just so fun in the arcade. And then they brought it out on the home version. It was just trash. Oh, bummer. Because it wouldn't work. You know, it just didn't yeah. work that way. I mean, maybe the analog stick would work maybe because, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if it had the same feel as you're mm-hmm. saying to have that, uh, that yeah. one that you spin around. It was around. called 720. That's what it was called. It's and, it's, it's the same reason, uh, like, when I play fighting games at home. Yeah. I, like, people look at me because I'm, I'm holding, like, the controller like upside down. Oh, weird! Yeah, because <laughs> I learned how to like play in an arcade. Okay. So I, I'm that makes sense. Except I'm doing it like backwards, so I can like use the controller this way. Anybody out there in Tendring Minimum Land, what arcade game would you like to see in a three quarter cabinet in your house? This one I don't think needs to be in a cabinet because I think you get platformed pretty well. But I loved playing NFL Blitz. Oh, yeah. I'm not even a football fan. I don't even like football. But that it's probably because it was more like a wrestling game. Yeah. Like you'd go there and powerbomb people and stuff. That I yeah. loved that. What one. was the best wrestling game in that you that you've ever played? Man, I spent so much time on like the SmackDown versus Raw games in like the mid 2000s, and it's not like. I, I'm sure the wrestling games are, are great now. I yeah. haven't played one in years. The 2020 WWE one's like the new like make fun of because it's so it's so bad, so glitchy and bad. Everybody yeah, makes fun of it. Uh, but oh, and then there was something where like um, in the coding, once the year turned over to 2020, it fucked up the game. <laughs> like a oh. Y2K type of thing. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Yeah. <laughs> what a bummer. Someone what else has help? time crisis in the chat. Yeah. Yes, uh, man. I I uh, I haven't been to an arcade to play Time Crisis in so yeah. long, but every time I see one, it's just like takes me back, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Where was the last time? I think don't they have one over here at this movie movie theater? What's the that? downtown? What's that? Time Crisis. Over here? I don't know. I know they have one around one. I know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I uh, somebody told me around one because they're saying they had like the karaoke, uh, like the private karaoke That's spots correct, too. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. done that. What was the wrestling game where it was all rappers? Uh, oh, Def, uh, Def, Def Jam, Jam Vendetta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see that one, that game was awesome because it was made by the same people who made uh, uh, the WWE No Mercy WWE, mm-hmm. you know, AWA, uh, NWO. Yeah. And those, to me, and, and in my opinion, those were the greatest wrestling games of all time. WWE <laughs> No Mercy is. Bar none, the best. <laughs> this uh, wrestler Mikey was saying that there's people that'll call uh, the No Mercy spot, and uh, that's where they bump into each other, and then they like yeah. pop up. You remember whenever yeah. uh, you do that No yeah. Mercy, and he like flex, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, the crazy thing about that game is, is you know, it came out on um, PC, or I don't know if it came out on PC or not, but people have ported it to the PC, okay, and a community of people 
have upgraded it. Like you can you can download that game for PC and then you can go find mods for it for all kinds of different shit. Huh. Like you can find one that's like all eighties wrestlers. Oh you cool. Know? You can find like modernized graphics for it. Like people have gone nuts for that. I was thinking of uh, they've Def Jam were made today. I don't think there's many rappers that would be very intimidating in a fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lil, Lil John, not so much. Yeah, well it's like, you know, Fat Joe, I think was on uh the Def Jam game. Fat Joe. Yeah. But uh I just don't think that uh like half of these rappers are very imposing. That's true, though. Like yeah. I feel like on that Def Jam Vendetta, it was like, like eight of the wrestlers were uh, the Wu Tang Clan. You know, it was like, <laughs> yeah. That was a different time in rap and in yeah. uh, in wrestling. In wrestling video games. Yeah. Well, like the first one was great. The second was great, and then like the third one, they moved away from the wrestling aspect of it, uh, and you would do like something where you like mix turntable. I don't know. I. I Read about it, and then I was just because I was excited. I was like, "Cool, a new Def Jam Vendetta!" And then yeah, I read about it, and they were like, "Yep, yeah, sounds like they ruined it." Oh, uh, that reminds me of the the, the Tony Hawk, how it happened. Tony, oh yeah, like I loved like Tony Hawk Pro Skater Two, fucking amazing, amazing. And then eventually it became like some sort of like Five was terrible, some but, sort of like adventure game, and yeah. I'm like, um, that what? Oh, what, so what happened? You didn't like Thug, Tony Hawk Underground? No, I didn't. I, lo- I, I like. I didn't. Yeah. See, I liked it. Yeah, it wasn't great. Three was the one that I spent. I, I well, two and three, I think, were the two that I spent the most time yeah. on. Those um, are solid gold, man. Yeah, the three was the one at the airport, right? Uh, where you could. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I, I spent a lot of and. Um, that's where you could start like putting in don't cheat do codes. drugs. We well, yep. put in cheat codes like start like unlocking like different people. Darth Maul. Darth Maul was the, the that was like my big one. I you have the lightsaber out there. Didn't he have a hoverboard too? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that is right. His board was in it. Yeah, it had like little. Which it, one had Spider Man? Was that the second mm, or was that the third? Yeah, it was the second one I think because that's when the Spider Man game came out, mm. made by the same people. So yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I don't know. Why can't we find those anymore? What, what the f? What do you mean can't find them? Anymore? Well, they're not ported onto any of the newer consoles. They are not. They are not. You are correct. But they are all on PC. Yeah. You well, what actually, if you only have a phone? Well, then you have to on that one. Yeah. There's actually a thing called what is it called? It's called Thug Pro, and it is a uh, uh, you download Tony Hawk Underground Two, I think. And then you download this mod called Thug Pro, and it gives you. It's a new. It's a game that people created, and it has every level from every Tony Hawk. Well, on one game. That's cool. That that was one of the funnest parts about uh, like Tony Hawk mm-hmm. Two and Three was like making your own skate park. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Well, there's no one else around right now, so I guess I'm just gonna make some crazy shit. Do, 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 click, I never click, got into click, that. Click, shit. Yeah, I don't think I ever click, even. Click, made I just felt like that was click, a fucking. Click, click, click. I just wasn't artistic enough to do mm. that. I don't know. Yeah. And then I would I would go to someone's fucking house, and then they did have a uh, they create some level, and I'd be like, dude, this is amazing. And then I'm and I'd try to do that at home, and I'd just be like, I hate, <laughs> I hate this. I hate yeah. It. I hated it thoroughly. <laughs> and like, and then they would like make you do it. Like I didn't mind that it was on the game. I didn't mind that it was like a separate thing you could do, but then whenever they started like putting it into the actual gameplay, we're like, oh, you have to actually move this shit around and create a level. I'm like, ugh. 
Yeah. Fuck you, people. That was that was that was part of the downfall. I spend a large amount of my time on the wrestling games, uh, creating a wrestler. That's a that's uh, a whole different deal. Yeah, and, <laughs> and uh, I that was like a, a big thing for me is that yeah. it wasn't even about the uh, the wrestlers that reported on the game. It was about the the type of matches right. that I could play, and then the creator wrestlers that I could Damn create straight, on man. there. Yeah. Once they put that hell in the cell on them, you're like, yeah, right. I'm throwing some motherfucker. Well, then the they had like hardcore matches too, and uh, yeah. yeah, crazy man. That, Does yeah. it always have to come back to wrestling? Yes. yes. Ah, <laughs> poor James. Yeah. Where's Holly when I need her? She's uh, sick. Ah. <laughs> I told her farts in uh, video games. Yeah. Excuses. Excuses. Well, what, what do you want to talk about, James? What's going on with you? Uh, oh no, I'm so good with video games. <laughs> oh, okay. You just don't want to play wrestling video games. Yeah, I, I haven't played them, so I've, like every no. time you go into that, I'm all. I don't I, know. What I you're don't know why you about. would never. I mean, you like fighting games? Well, they're pretty much a fighting game. Well, I was. They're they're not like okay. <laughs> you you're old enough. You've been in like an arcade, right? Uh, yeah, many times. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. I have yes. Fortunately, yes. Uh. So I grew up like with fighting fighting games in the yeah. arcade, like it basically like the same way like people do pool, like you sure. throw your quarter up there, yep. and you fight the next person. So your favorite was Tekken. Did you like Virtual Fighter at all? Um, I I liked it. I just wasn't very good at it. Yeah, it was weird because it was like it was like it it was before Tekken. I remember when Virtual Fighter came out, the first one. And I was like, well, that's kind of generic and cool because it was very generic. But it was the first like poly, um, yeah, three dimensional poly, uh, yeah. polygon fighter. Yeah. Yep. Because before that, it was just two bit. Yeah. Whenever I had, uh, I think it was Mortal Kombat four on uh, the sixty four. Whenever you could actually like move around each other, yeah, that that seemed like so groundbreaking to me. It was like, whoa, my mind's blown. You're not just like having to go back and forth. Yeah, was Tekken did Tekken do it first, James? No, Virtual Fighter. No, Virtual Fighter was uh, Tekken came out. Who was Mortal Kombat the first one though that had uh, like a three D fighting space? No, no, uh, Pit Fighter was the first one. Wait, three D kind of. Yeah, are you talking about three D or like uh, virtual people or like Um, more so just like being able to not just be like side like the side scroll Virtual Fighter? Oh no, that was that was Virtual Fighter, and then Tekken, and then everybody else kind of likes. Because, like, Virtua Fighter did it okay, and then Tekken came out and just fucking rocked it. And, and then and, there was a Battle Arena Toshinden. Oh, that's right. Because I remember, like, the PlayStation 1 came out, and you could get Tekken, and it was pretty much the same game as the arcade. Which uh, was crazy. Which was crazy. And it was yeah. like, wow. It was an arcade port directly. I was like, oh, my God. I don't have to spend like twenty dollars a week at the arcade now. I'm sure there's some fucking nerd out there that's like, yeah, well, actually, it wasn't exactly <laughs> a part of the arcade machine. But uh, yeah, I was my jam was always uh, fighting games at, yeah. at the arcade. Who's your character on Tekken? Uh, at this point, any of them, but yeah, yeah. Um, original, King, even King. Oh, King's my favorite He's wrestler. Like, <laughs> wrestler. He was a wrestler. You played a wrestling game, King. Yeah. King Paul, um, martial Paul. law, martial law, uh, Lei Wulong, at uh, Nina. Seriously, like any of them. I've been playing Tekken since it started. 
Like I can I can do an entire match okay. just bitch slapping someone with Nina. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you've played that with me. No, Check no, this I out. Don't... Yeah, I don't know if I... did we. I don't know if we ever played. Did we? Well, they have it over at uh, Sister, right? I'm pretty sure we played that game. No, no, no they don't. Sorry, that was Chase. Yeah, I was like, I never played with you. Uh, that was Chase. I, I did an entire round. Just what's the greatest fighting game of all time? Tekken. Mortal Kombat. He says Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I, I agree with him on the Mortal Kombat one. Yeah. I think one and two were amazing. I think three is where they fell off the map. Oh, no, man. I love three. Those, the one it. button fatalities. Uh, I was about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, wait, greatest? Yeah. Mm. You're, all, you're not going to say Street Fighter. No one's going to say Street Fighter 2. Nobody. I'm actually no going to say Bushido Blade. Bushido Blade? Wow. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Like. It it is yeah. it is I have just seriously realistic combat. Yeah, like it's, it's like one kill. Like you could kill somebody like with one blast. If you hit someone in the head, they're dead. You could, yeah. Like it was like you could. It was, a, it was a sword fighting game. They came out with two of them on the PlayStation. Yeah, and I don't know why they never came out with more than that. But like if you if you hit someone the right way, that you kill them right away. Like a real what sword was fight. it called again? Bushido Blade. Uh, yeah, if you hit someone in the leg. Guess what? You can't use that leg. They're oh, like right, yeah. they're like limping around. Yeah. Well, then what about Samurai uh, Showdown? Um, you cut somebody in half, or you could cut them, and blood would spray out of them. It was really fun, but it was yeah. also incredibly unbalanced. Incredibly unbalanced. Um, Thanks, Neo Geo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, do you want to play the guy that's going to win or do you I'm, wanna... I'm going to put a disclaimer on this episode that it's like extremely nerd nerd centric right <laughs> um, ooh Marvel Marvel versus Capcom 2 that's yeah. a, okay I'll give you that one that's I played a pretty, that a lot that's yeah. a pretty awesome yeah. fight it's like there's so many options that you're just like well because that I, was like what the three on three yeah uh, fight? yeah yeah Oh yeah, and I'm a big Marvel nerd, so uh, getting to yeah. uh, fight with the the Marvel uh, people were pretty amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Do I remember when the X Men that that fucking arcade game came out? The Children big, of the Atom. Yeah, the one where it was like four player, and it was like two video games put together because huh. the screen was so big. Do you remember that? No. Oh man, I remember walking to the arcade and I was like, "What in the fuck is that?" And I was like, "Oh my god." And then, you know, spend like $10 for like the next two hours. <laughs> next hour, probably. We didn't have an arcade in Carlsbad. Um, the, whenever I was a kid, there was like one little arcade yeah. place. It was mostly like kind of Chuck E. Cheese type games. Oh, so it was like shit. ski ball and stuff. So uh. it wasn't like like the big arcade games. So really the only arcade games I would ever like get a chance to play were either at the movie theater yeah. or something that I would have to like play on uh, Super Nintendo or wow. something there. So I, I rarely got the opportunity to have like the full arcade experience. Carlsbad didn't have a mall? No. No yeah. shit. Yeah, we didn't have a mall. Clovis is better. <laughs> yeah, Carlsbad didn't have a mall. Um, and like they have a place they call a mall, but it's just like a couple stores. It's not like, yeah. yeah we had a, so when I was a kid growing up, we had the Clovis Mall, which had the gold mine. The gold mine was an arcade. And then, like, about a mile from my house, there was a place called Video Village. And next door to it was a Pizza Hut. So at the Pizza Hut, they had the sit-down red Super Mario Brothers game. Oh, nice. You know what I'm talking about? It was like red, and it was a sit-down, and they were kind of like a pyramid shape. Okay. 
So it wasn't flat. Yeah, it was like that. You look it up, you go Super Mario, like, I don't know, sit down, I don't know. And they were red. Well, they did that with all, like, the sit-down ones. Like, Double Dragon, you'd have, yeah. like, the the I screens see. facing as, like, the pyramid scheme, so in each direction. That's actually that's actually the very first uh, arcade machine I learned how to... Uh, this is going to sound sketchy. Um, use a paper clip to... Steal? Yeah. Thief. Well, no. I wasn't taking anything out of the machine. I was just giving oh, myself a bunch of free um, credits. It was called Nintendo Excite Bike and Super Mario Brother. Excite Bike. Yeah. I love that game. Yeah. And it's the red. I just pulled up a photo of one. And I, if I had a quarter, I would ride my bike to the pizza at the place Super Mario Brothers. I remember when the Nintendo came out, I would read the Sears catalog because it had a picture of Super Mario Brothers and it looked just like the game that I would play at the arcade. And I was like, ah, mowing lawns and shit so I could get one. People didn't even know what they were. I had the, I had the Nintendo with the Rob the Robot. Oh, really? Yes. Well, I want to know this. What was the very first console that you got? Atari 2600. Fuck, me too. Yeah. No, 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 no. Let me take that back. I had a Commodore 128 slash 64. I don't remember that one. I remember like, I remember the, the, the I, what it was it, Commodore 64? Uh, Commodore one, uh, Commodore 128 slash 64. This so it nerdy. was, I remember whenever I had the Atari, I would always look in the catalog and I would see the ColecoVision. But I had the 2600 too. Oh, and there, there'd be the, remember the ColecoVision? Yeah. And then I remember the Commodore 64. And, uh, I don't remember which one had it, but like the, the, I always felt like the controller for I think it was the ColecoVision. I was like that looks so cool because it had like the the joystick, but then it had a lot of buttons. Oh yeah, it looked crazy. I had like yeah. one friend that had that, and I was like, oh, what's it got? Yeah, like there would be that one kid in town that would have like one, and you're like, yeah, there it is, ColecoVision, and it had like the weird controllers, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, those things they looked like yeah. phone dials and shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow, someone's selling one. Online for like a hundred and seventy dollars. I could probably. Jesus. I wonder how much I could sell my. Uh, I still have my Atari twenty six hundred. Right. I had an Atari twenty six hundred. I remember when Pac Man came out on the Atari. That was big shit. I remember when Donkey Kong came out. That was big shit. I still have and my ET game. Then I remember when ET oh. came out. Did they find like a bunch of them in a landfill? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the, there, yeah, there's a documentary about it. Yeah, and the guy who runs Gamers Anonymous, unplayable, in is in Ugh. the documentary. Oh wow! Like he went down there with them. Uh. And it, yeah, that game was unplayable. It was ridiculous. I fell in a hole again. Yeah. How do I get out? I didn't own it. My friend owned it. Someone shot me. Damn it. It was the worst fucking game ever, dude. What's my goals? They never even told me. I saw the movie. And you'd get like the Reese's Pieces and all that shit. (laughs) So I remember like this. Here's a story from my childhood. So for Christmas, I got for my Nintendo, I got the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark game. Mm -hmm. And I put it in and it wouldn't work. Took it back to KB Toys, get another one, put it in, it wouldn't work. Took it back to the KB Toys, got a third one, put it in, wouldn't work, and I don't, and it, and it wasn't my Nintendo because I could play other games. So I finally was just like, "Fuck it," and I got Superman, and like I took that back, and it worked. That's like that's like one of those memories in my mind. So Raiders of the Lost Ark just did not want to work yeah. for you. So yeah. I've never played that Nintendo game. Oh bummer! It's all well. That game's a scam. 
I just wonder if like they had a bad batch or something. Maybe it went through like the X-ray at the airport or something. Yeah, it well. just deleted everything. I don't know. It's <laughs> weird. Did you ever play? Uh, I'm thinking of ET, but I'm thinking of bad games. Did you ever yes. play uh, Friday Thirteenth on NES? Yes. Oh my god! And, you, and like your weapon would be like a rock. You throw a rock at Jason. <laughs> that, that's effective. As yeah. like no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the new one that came out? Where you can play as Jason? Oh yeah, I haven't that played seems it, but I've way seen way funner. It, yeah, and so it's like a multiple player, like mm-hmm. multiplayer game online. Yeah, so people can be the the counselors, and then you're Jason, or vice versa. Oh wait, it's yeah. is Friday the Thirteenth like the original survival horror game? Yeah, pretty much right. Yeah. I found a candle. I don't know what that does. Oh my god, he's here again! Run, run, right. I, I think that's the gimmick with the uh, the new one is that it's like a survive as long yeah. as you can, and then it'll switch, and so the next round, yeah. somebody else is playing him. Yeah, I haven't played it, but I saw the some of the the, the kills, and they're like super uber violent. Like, like Jason like breaks him over his leg, you know? <laughs> shit like that. They need to do that with John Rambo. <laughs> right, you just set up a bunch of traps. Yeah. Like, uh, you know. That would be that would be crazy. I, I just remember like growing up and like all the different crazy controversies that video games had. Like that, like I remember the Sega CD came out mm-hmm. and they had that Night Trap game and it had the the girl from uh, Different Strokes on it. And basically, your whole thing was is it was a CD game, so it was like you know they had more storage. Yeah, but it was like it was like live action. Yeah, they could do. So yeah. you couldn't really control people. You basically had to like push a direction or a button at the right time to get the right thing to happen. And basically, you were just these like I don't know dudes in black ninja outfits were trying to kidnap the women and kill them. And you had to like hit the right thing, and then a trapdoor would drop them, or you know <laughs> they'd fall through a trapdoor in the wall or something. Just ridiculous, stupid shit. Weird. The cliffhanger was a really shorty game. I think you mean short game. Oh, shitty game, probably. Shitty game. Yeah. There we go. That makes more sense. I think you. Well, there was a lot of shitty games. Oh, uh, yeah. Looking at Friday the 13th, it looks like it has pretty mixed reviews on there. Uh, Metacritic only gave it a 61. Uh, the, but the new one or the old one? The new one that we were talking about with yeah. the. Uh, okay. The crazy I'm like, deaths. it looked pretty glitchy. Yeah. I'm all 61 from the NES one? Because that yeah. is garbage. Looked pretty glitchy, so. I don't know. Uh, yeah, because it kind of came out and it was like people were excited about it, and then it was just like, Bleh. yeah. I don't know what the cliffhanger game. I don't even know what the fuck that would be about. Oh, what are you guys? Look that up here. What are you guys' like least favorite games? Like, what's what do I? What genre did I hate? Sure. I had a... No, no, no. Or like a game in like specifically because. Well, I don't like real time strategy games too much, except for like Civ. You know, I didn't like the that that was a big genre. Was it like uh, what's the StarCraft and all those? I wouldn't really into those. Ooh, Red Alert uh, is yeah. a real time strategy, and I loved that never, game. Never liked them. Yeah, it's like a war strategy game. I'd get into that. Uh, fighting games, I like to play with friends, but I didn't really like doing uh, one player on. Yeah. Uh, it, it would it would get too frustrating for me. And yeah. I know that some people see it as a challenge, but for me, I'd be like, fuck this game, and fuck Liu Kang, and everybody. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Liu Kang, fuck Liu Kang. Yeah, yeah. And fuck like, Liu Kang's their whole, Yeah, their whole family. I like, But it, it would just it would become so frustrating for me that I didn't even enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. 
I, uh, I, I, uh, I never got into the MMOs, the massively multi-online, mm-hmm. whatever. Never, I never understood it. Uh, mine's always been uh, first-person shooters. Oh, I love them. You hate them? I, I, I can't do it. It has to be third-person. Yeah. Because guess what? The, the point of view that they give you mm-hmm. isn't really first-person. Because no, if, I'm oh, looking, yeah, nah. if I'm looking straight on, mm-hmm. I can see my feet. Sure. And I would not want to see it, it's, it. It'd be like looking. It's like looking through a box. Yeah. And but you're I'm, playing virtual game. I mean, that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. VR. What did you think of like the Resident Evil games? You got like, like over the shoulder kind of. VR. I love them. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. That's my yeah. like. I love shooters, but yeah. I can't do first person. Resident Evil Four was probably my introduction to the Resident Evil series because oh, wow. I, I jumped in kind of late, and that was the one where you had to save the president's daughter, right? Uh, PlayStation Two. That's right. Yeah, yeah man, I, I really, really love that game. It was probably Leon. so. I'm I'm a really bad gamer. I rarely would beat games. Oh, wow. I, I would just play them, and uh, I remember like that was. It's pretty high up there on one of the first games that I ever like beat like all the way through. Yeah, yeah, and that was so uh, much fun. That's the one that uh, revolution. That's the one that started over the shoulder shooting. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it I was mean, the it was the first one. People are like, oh, revolutionized. I don't know if it was the first one. I mean, you had Metal Gear. Maybe it's is... the first one that did like you know did it right. I guess. maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought the Metal Gear games were pretty good about that shit. Did you ever play Dead Island? But it wasn't, Island? O- it wasn't over the shoulder, though. Yeah. It that's was true. Oh, that's true. It was spot on. Yeah. Uh, d- yeah, the where you fight zombies and shit. Yeah. You don't really have guns. You have, like, pipes. And- well, you, you you could get guns uh, later on, but you get pipes. You could make your own weapons. I And then I loved uh, being able to play that online because you could find other survivors. You guys go on missions together. Oh, wow. No, and then, uh, like, they could help you like find the stuff that you need because you'd find somebody with like a super badass weapon, and then I would you know do f- we found out that you could glitch the game and like uh, somehow uh, make duplicate weapons and drop them for your friends. <laughs> so oh, we, that's that. always so much fun. <laughs> but I um, I remember that I had like invested a lot of time in this game, and I was like really excited. I got to the final boss, and something happened, and the boss glitched oh. where I hit I hit the boss like. One or two times, and the boss like fell on the ground and never got up again. <laughs> so so just, you couldn't hit him anymore. No, I just hit them until they died, but they never got up. It wasn't even like a challenge. Oh, dang. Like I just beat him like a dead horse. Like it just like until it like the next cutscene, and it was like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. I was I always wish like the the game I always wanted to be able to beat, but there's no way in hell was the Mega Man any of the Mega Mans. Just ridiculously hard. Yeah. Oh, that's that's what. Okay, when I like go home. Yeah. Uh, and I need to like calm down. I play Mega Man. Jeez. That seems like that would stress me. Yeah, out. that'd be. I'd be so pissed, you know. Sonic also stresses me out. Oh, really? I always thought those games were pretty pretty simple. Well, because the thing the thing is with like Mega Man, it's all about just memorization. Oh yeah. So you just Timing like and memorization. You just gotta go through a level all like kill those three things, uh, those things, and yeah, jump, and jump, and jump and jump and then through more things. But I always loved them, but I always hated them. You know, and then and then you'd have to figure out like which order to go in because if you went in a certain order, you could beat the bosses pretty pretty easily. Or you can actually kill them all with your basic weapon. That's what I do. True. They're very true. So. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm a uber nerd that way. Nerd. I try to like. I'm always like, this has multiple difficulty levels. Let's start on hard. Brutal. 
Yeah, no gracias. I, I will start on hard. I start on the, the regular mode and then beat it all the way through and probably never touch it again. Have you ever played <laughs> Cuphead? No. I, I, okay, so yes, I did play it at uh, Meow Wolf. They have a they have a cabinet with it in there. Cuphead? Uh, yeah. Dude, that game is fucking hard. It is ridiculously Ultra hard. hard. I, I almost bought it except for after I played it at Meow Wolf, I hated it. I was like, this is like not awful because it's outstanding yeah, it is but it would frustrate me to know it end. does yeah yeah because it's actually I, I it is so smooth and right. it looks so good it is beautiful yeah it is an amazing game but it is hard yeah. as hell i have it it's yeah. fucking ridiculous <laughs> ridiculous like like even on the easiest level it's like brutal it's like like they're laughing they're like ha 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 and I'm sure there's people who have beat it but I'm oh, just like oh yeah I just wouldn't want to put in that kind of fucking time right no thank you I just beat Luigi's Mansion not that long ago and uh, you were saying that you were going to be starting it soon have you I'm, I'm about probably halfway through and what's your thoughts now I mean you, I think it's great yeah is it felt repet- too repetitive for you because no I, I never got to the point where I some people were saying it felt repetitive no. I thought that it makes it up enough like it I, no, I, like I it loved it yeah I like it a lot and it's crazy because, like, even Breath of the Wild, like, Breath of the Wild frustrates me yeah. because of the weapons where they break. Mm-hmm. So I bought that game and I bought uh, Mario Deluxe at the same time. I ended up playing Mario Deluxe way more than I played Zelda. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved Mario Deluxe. Which one is uh, is Mario Deluxe? The one with the hats? Oh, yeah, Odyssey. Odyssey, sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. I meant Odyssey. My yeah. bad. No. Oh, yeah. I loved Odyssey. Odyssey's I beat amazing. that all the way through. That was a lot of fun. I will say that uh, finding all the secrets in Odyssey are a lot harder than finding all the secrets in Luigi's Mansion. Uh, like wow. getting the uh, like the extra little uh, hidden like yeah. pieces and stuff, I think are a little easier to get yeah. into it in Luigi's Mansion because it's all kind of like puzzle based. Like yeah. it's like you just got to like figure out how the puzzle works. And sometimes with Odyssey, it's like you got to triple jump off of this and bounce off of that and throw your hat and like some of that stuff was was crazy but i i loved uh, both of those i think the switch has had like some some outstanding games for it but like all of nintendo's platforms it seems like it's if it's not like one of their like zelda or mario games it seems like i don't know it just doesn't have this the appeal for me but those games are just so good yeah what's that what's that when we uh we were playing with marty is um lovers in a dangerous time space something like that yeah that's a fun game that was like that's that's like a it's all like teamwork based yeah have you ever played that one i haven't no do you ever see what it is it's like 2d and you're all like everyone's in this like spaceship okay and you can see it from the side you can see the guts of it Uh uh-huh and like uh you play up like four people, I think, and like yeah, up so to four people. So yeah. you're bouncing around in like these caverns and stuff. One person's in charge of the engines. Yep. One person's in charge of, or actually anyone. Like it just depends you on can, what yeah, station because you can run around at. and there's different stations, and one actually drives the ship. What's the name of that? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Lovers in a Dangerous Time State. Something like that, yeah. And then like one person can man the gun, and they have to like you. You have to like, yeah. You, you have need, to like work together. You, you know? need a pilot. Who steers uh, it? Lovers in a dangerous space time. Space time. Oh, I was so close. And it's you know it, it looks really kiddie, but it's actually fantastic. And it's it's, it's only really fantastic oh, though if you play with multiple players. Yeah. I, I don't even care about. There's a game called I Love Katamari, and it's so yeah, oh, like yeah. oh. cartoon. And that game's so much. That fun. game is the shit. <laughs> yeah. Katamari. Yeah. When you just play it like wholesale, and you're like, what are you doing? Well, 
I had 20 minutes to get as big as possible. I just ate two gods. <laughs> I took up two continents. Oh, and I feel like that's video gaming. Video gaming is like just zoning out right. in the world. Yeah. And I always like a couch co-op. That's why I think yeah. I also like some of the Nintendo devices because I can't tell you the last time that I played two player with my Xbox. Like Right. I, yeah. Never. And I don't, you know, I I'll play I used to play Battlefield a lot and I and I still never used a headset. Yeah. Cuz I didn't want to talk to any of the people. I just oh, wanted to kill. Oh, I, I love talking shit to people. That's nah. my favorite part. I just lone wolf and would just, you know, shoot people, stab them in the head, you know. Uh, I love Red Dead Redemption online, and I'm probably the uh, the trolls that make it not fun for other people because going through the Wild West and stealing people's stuff. Or, That's great, uh, Ray. Just <laughs> Thank you. As I'm trying to harvest some herbs from the... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to shoot your horse and leave you in the desert. That's uh, I'm all, I just wanted this rabbit. See, that's the worst. You just shoot someone's horse and then ride off. Yeah, yeah that because shooting them, they'll respawn. If you mm. shoot their horse and ride off, they have to go find another that's one. That's a dick move. <laughs> that's a real dick move, right? Yeah. Real dick move. Choose yeah, I don't think we're friends horse. anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Messed up. All right, I think we've nerded out long enough. Yeah. I'm getting hungry. Um. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's how that's how the show usually ends. Yeah, I'm hungry. I'm tired. And I'm hungry. <laughs> Fuck it. What's your show about? Me talking about food and getting hungry, pretty much. That's what I'm start telling people. <laughs> Fine. Uh, we talk about charcuterie boards, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, but I don't know if you knew this. We're never allowed to talk about burgers. Hamburgers, right? Yeah, I did find that out. That was news uh, last time. Man. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just get into mad arguments. Mad arguments. Um, so hopefully Holly gets better and she's back mm-hmm. next week. So check out her uh, open mic night, um, Idiot Revolution at uh, Founder Speakeasy. You have to go on their Facebook and they'll announce what the password is. I'm sure if you just go, they'll probably let you in. But yeah, go check it out. Um, Ray, what do you got going on? Uh, next week I'm going to be uh, on the Miranda show talking about uh, professional wrestling and uh, retirement. Uh, also going to be uh, posting stuff to my YouTube channel. Uh, you'll be able to see uh, stuff on there. I'm going to be uh, continuing to do art and uh, different things. Uh, so you just follow me on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, all under Ray Basura, uh, and see what happens now that wrestling is behind me. Smiley, what do you got? Uh, as per usual, you can check me out the uh, second season of uh, Midnight Texas. It's uh, streaming on Vudu and uh, NBC. Uh, if you look really closely, you can see me on uh, Daybreak, which is on Netflix. And currently, I am on Deputy, which is on Fox. Oh, man. And then next Sunday, um, we will have a special show. We're gonna. Holly's gonna do a live stand up at the Trick Lock Theater, the T Lab. Uh, doors open at seven. Uh, we're gonna record uh, a show that we're gonna record her. Actually, there's uh, who else is on that show with her? It's uh, Sarah Kennedy. Uh, someone's speaking Spanish. I don't know what's going on in the chat. <laughs> but uh, Sarah Kennedy's gonna be their opener, and then after her stand up, we're gonna do a special podcast live. In the T Lab with AMC's comic book man Ming Chen. So, wow. yay! It's five dollars to get in. Um, I don't even know who what that's for. I guess it goes to goes to the comics. I was probably to pay the comics. 
but yeah, definitely come out and check that out. It's going to be pretty sweet. We're going to live stream the podcast. So it should be cool. So yeah, uh, come out and say hello. Yeah, I'm super excited. Like I said, uh, you guys have definitely been talking up, uh, uh, you know, Ming. Ming pretty high. So we'll we'll see. We'll find how out. He goes. Guess, huh? Yeah. Oh, if, he's great. If he's a disappointment, I'm gonna have to find him. So yeah. yeah. So that's Ming Chen. <laughs> and I, yeah, he'll be at Comic Con. So if you go to Comic Con, say hello to him. Tell him that you heard he's gonna be at the on the Tendering Minimum show. I'm sure he'll get a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, thank you guys for watching. Um, I hope you guys are doing sober January as well. Or if not, then have fun drinking. And with that, we We are are 10 drink minimum. minimum.